pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 2 Podcast. This might be college football, Heather. Welcome you back. Uh, more uh, on the situation with Tennessee. And uh, you, you start thinking, one, one more thing, you start thinking, uh, you got two Washington reporters. Who would uh, a couple of guys that cover uh, Washington, one of whom is married to the former uh, White House uh, press secretary uh, and now MSNBC anchor, who would, who could, what, who at the NCAA might be close to some people in, involved in uh, the, the high rung of Washington journalism? Let me think, maybe a former governor of Massachusetts? who's now the president of the NCAA. Legend is up next. Hey, Paul. I'm <laughs> off today. I told uh, my friend there I might call twice today. <laughs> now, Legend, uh, you know seven times is the record, so you got a long way to go. Uh, you know I'm not going to pull a deal on you, brother. I'm not going to pull a deal on you. Let me say this right here. I can't believe that I am going to defend Tennessee <clears throat> but uh, I guess I'm going to defend Tennessee, which, by the way, I appreciated Peyton Manning as a lifelong Colts fan. Let me say this right here. So it basically comes down to Tennessee gave Nico $6 million to be their quarterback. That's, that's basically what we're hearing, right, Paul? That is correct. All right, let me say this. So damn what? So damn what, NCAA? When our starting left tackle gave up two sacks and Iowa reached out to him in the middle of the season, when Ohio State gave our strong safety over a million dollars to come play for them, so damn what, NCAA? Let me break it down to you. Your whole mission is supposed to be to help the student athlete. You are the biggest damn fraud in sports. You are a bigger fraud than Jim from Tuscaloosa. You're a bigger fraud than Brian Kelly. You're a bigger fraud than the Detroit Lions. And you're a bigger fraud than the Buffalo Bills. You are the biggest damn fraud in all of sports. So damn what they did this. There's no control over this thing. Y'all sit up there in your little, I don't even know where the hell your office is. I guess it's Indianapolis. You're like, you're like a myth. You're like the Loch Ness Monster of Bigfoot. Nobody knows who the hell you are. Why don't you go the hell away? It's a 12-team playoff now. It's all about the, like a mini NFL. And the last thing we need is an NCAA, a bunch of old-ass white men sitting around trying to gain control of something they should have had enough sense to get control of five years ago. Damn you. Go the hell away. We don't care. Tennessee gave him $60 million damn dollars. What we really want is you to go away and for Greg's sake, you to become the commissioner of the mini NFL and start doing this thing like the NFL and do away with the, the, the biggest poison in college football, which is the NCAA. Now for Dwayne. 
Dude, let me explain something to you. You are the worst caller on Fine Bomb. The other day, how you coach, how you talked about Coach Daly, uh, Staley, it was disgusting, dude. It was disgusting. And he followed that up by being even more disgusting today. Yeah, Alabama's got a Harvey up Diker too. But let me tell you something. There's no more bigger fanatical than me. And I ain't hurting nobody. I ain't poisoning nobody tree. And that goes for 99.9% of the Alabama Bay. We love Coach DeBoer because he's all about championships. We can ride with a coach like that. And I said this, and I'll say it again. For the Melrose and the Bookers and the Malachi Moors that stayed behind, that didn't go for the money, didn't, did not stop representing the A. I don't care. They go five and seven in this first year. They'll always be damn legends to me. All y'all talking trash about Alabama have one of the greatest recruiting classes ever. Some people said the greatest. Do you morons know out of them 28 recruits, 23 of them are still on campus? Y'all count us out if you want to. But regardless of what Coach DeBoer does in year one, he'll get two or three years before anybody says a damn word to him. We believe in him. Alabama fans ain't like y'all the ones going to go after your coach after another 9-4 and four season. You're a delusional Wayne, the worst damn caller on the show. Just keep your damn mouth shut about Alabama and worry about them women's basketball team putting a foot in your team's butt. NCA go the hell away. Legend has left the building. Woo. I feel like I need a cigarette after that call. That was pretty strong. Tracy is up next in North Carolina. Hello, Tracy. Paul, Paul, Paul. I can't believe as a huge Vols fan, I agree with Legend 100%. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate what he said. I think everyone does. Uh, and Well, and the guy that called from Queens today, I, you probably don't remember, but about two weeks ago I called in and basically said the same thing about a bias toward Tennessee and you kind of, Gave me a bunch of pushback. Right, I remember it, but by I the way, I, I don't mind you. Uh, I, I, the only problem I had was once he told me he got kicked out of the garden, I quit listening. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. Well, he got kicked I, out of the garden because he that. had bet on the game. <laughs> I mean, I don't <laughs> a lot listen. Of money, I, I, think he I, I mean, I'm on the record <laughs> after the Purdue bowl game. I was on TV the next morning saying, "I will." That that game was a Tennessee victory to me. That was that was that was thievery. That was a that was a grand larceny, yep. but you know you have to you have to keep when you're going after officiating, you have to keep it within a thirty year period. Well, and I, that's why I try to stay away from the officiating because it, it it comes and goes and goes for you and goes against you. But my call is, I got some questions. You answered a couple of them already. Uh, Pat Forty's article actually said that these uh, sources of his which has got to be the NCAA also, just right. like New York Times. Exactly. Uh, say it's multiple sports at Tennessee. Uh, and it, there, my understanding is there's really no rules. I mean, it's the wild, wild west. We Everybody yeah, talked exactly. about that for the last year or so. So how can you – I mean, Pat brought up one thing about a, uh, an airplane ride when they were recruiting Nico. Well, who cares? You're going to hand him $6 million, $8 million, whatever. I keep hearing $8 million. What's the big deal about sending a private jet to pick him up? I mean, nothing. We're, I mean, I, I, it, uh, by the way, the uh, by the way, the university could have sent its plane and it would have been legal, or, or maybe not legal. Well, but you, I mean, just, it 
I mean, you can, I, I, excuse I me. Yeah. I think you can provide transportation. I'm not sure you can send the plane, but you know what? I agree. I don't care. There's more well, to this. I mean, the, the reason I brought all this out, and I, I'm, not, I'm not trying to teach a journalism class, but I am highly suspicious when the NCAA, number one, Pat Forty has broken many of these stories, so he has sources within the NCAA, I'm guessing. Tennessee's not leaking this story. Sure. But, the, but the, I, I hate to throw a flag up about the New York Times, but nothing happens in the New, in the New York Times by accident. Uh, this no. is the, and I'm not even talking political agenda here because that, that's for another channel, but the NCAA, I think, has decided, you know what, we're sick and tired of people trampling us of saying that, uh, that this is free agency and professional sports. So I think the president of the NCAA, this is a supposition, I don't have any evidence of it. I'm just giving you my opinion. I think the president said, I can bring some of my, I, I can bring some people in who will give gravitas to our position, and who better than the New York Times, which is read by every college muckety-muck in the country. Uh, I, I'm not saying that average people don't read the New York Times, but quite frankly, most average people don't read the New York Times. You're right. Yep. Well, I, I guess my, my big question that nobody for the past year or two has been able to answer, what are the NIL rules? I mean, well, they, there I, are I coaches ask. There are specific rules. But nobody follows them anymore because nobody, by the way, I mean, if, if you and I are in a car uh, on a Sunday morning and we don't see anybody around, we might, we're probably going to go over the speed limit to get somewhere. The only reason, uh, the NCAA has no teeth, so everybody speeds and, and breaks the speed limit and shatters it. And, and the NCAA is tired of this, so Charlie Baker, who really hasn't gotten anything accomplished but blowing a bunch of, a bunch of hot air, uh, to legislators and, and senators and, and, and have people say, well, he's doing a really good job. He's doing a really good job primarily because the last guy was incompetent. Uh, well, he's a politician. Yeah, a politician. and, and, and he right. now Those is doing what all politicians do. They use the media to their advantage. And, and if you're a Boston politician, you, you know, normally you would use the Boston papers, but nobody knows where the Boston publications are. So you get you call in some you, you call in your friends from the New York Times because it, ha, it you know, the New York Times has has weight. And that's what he's done here. It's so transparent that it's it's really embarrassing. Well, Ledger was right. I mean, they're they're disgusting. They're 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 oh, they ridiculous. Are. They are. So, so I wish I wish these bigger schools, the, the bigger conferences. And get apparently to get, uh, the University of Tennessee it. tried to meet with them. Uh, the president and the A.D. tried to meet with Charlie Baker. And according to the Times article, he, or, or one article I read, I'm, I'm, uh, he blew them off. And, uh, yeah, the uh, chancellor got mad and, and, and went scorched earth on him because she knows she has nothing to lose because it really doesn't. You, you don't, you don't yeah. try to get along with these people. They're going to do whatever they want to you. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it very much. Uh, Dwayne apparently did not like yeah, Legend. Yeah, I'm back. Yeah, Legend talking crap, huh? Tell Legend, hey, tell about that Legend. Hey, there, he a fraud. That coach I got to eat, he a damn fraud. Yeah, he ain't going to be nothing in Alabama. There ain't no Nick Saban coming there. He ain't going to save the day. He ain't going to save the day. Tell him that. And plus, hey, all your people leaving anyway, legend. They gone, legend. All the recruits gone, legend. Now get that mind. I got no 28, no 28 people on scholarship no more. I got about 10. I got about 10 left on that bus. On that bus. Hey, Dwayne, Dwayne, you don't know what, Dwayne, you don't know what you're talking about. 
You don't know what you're talking about. No, I do know. That legend was 100% correct about Alabama. Brian Kelly a fall. Brian Kelly ain't no fall. Fall. Uh, that coach I got in Alabama fraud. Think that man gonna come down and with them? You think that man Nick Saban? Huh? I'm bald. I'm, what was the question again, Dwayne? You think you think that man Nick Saban? You think that man no, Nick no, Saban? No, no, he is not. He is not Nick Saban. All right, then. All right, then. Say that, then. Is Brian yeah, Kelly Nick why Saban? Why people left him? What? Is Brian Kelly Nick Saban? Uh, we won championship without Nick Saban. We got two. We got uh, we got coaches uh, that won no, championship. You, you won. Five, you won. Uh, let's be nah. honest here, Dwayne. You won two championships because of Nick Saban. One, one, one by Saban, the other by Les Miles. Les Miles couldn't win a championship by himself. He inherited that team, and then he almost screwed it up. We'll take a short break. We are coming right back. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. How'd it come? FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. Listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. We're back. Uh, great to have everybody here. It's been a busy show. We're going to try to calm down, take a deep breath, and uh, talk to Logan up next. Uh, hello, Logan. Hey, Paul. How's it going today? Save um, me, Logan. Hey, I just had good. Good to see you. Good to talk to you, man. I I wanted to get in yesterday. Um, I wasn't able to do so, but I wanted to talk a little bit about Jim. And his critique of the callers, um, there's got to be nobody less qualified to critique callers than Jim. Um, he never talks about any sports. He's all, all he ever does is, is criticize your show and says it should be better. He's living in the past. So I don't really know what's going on with that guy. Um, but he needs to uh, – I've said this before. He needs to. Logan, is this a cliffhanger or are you going to tell us? I'm sorry. No, sorry. My alarm was going off. Okay. Paul, I've got uh, well, if your house is on fire, are you, may, are, you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm diabetic, Paul. Well, so that was my diabetic alarm going okay, off. Saying, we'll, get, hey, uh, well, well, listen, I have, I have, my mother was a diabetic. Uh, get, get some orange juice, uh, candy, something sweet. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry for that happening. But, hey, once again, I, it's okay. I just want to say that, uh, Paul, I just want to say that uh, Jim basically needs to get his stuff together. So, Logan, are you, have you, are you treating your diabetes? <laughs> I am, yes. I do okay. have my, my needle, so I am good. Okay, I just good. have this little thing that goes off and, no, I, listen, unfortunately, I, I, went I off at the wrong time. <laughs> a, a needle, a needle in the damage done. 
Yeah, needle in the damage done. That's my man, Neil Young. Harvest. And uh, like once again, Paul. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, I'm okay, man. I just wanted to. Uh, that just. Uh, well, you, you know what, Logan, that You know what, Jim so. is probably saying. You you went after him, and karma reared its ugly back. Uh, it's ugly. He probably right did. I think Jim got me. Jim got me on that one. So. I guess I'll live to fight another day, but uh, hey, well, I need the, to do a uh, consult. Uh, do I need to get an endocrinologist in here quickly, or what? Are you okay? <laughs> I need to get an endocrinologist. I know I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. As long as it doesn't go off again. Yeah, I'm, I'm I fine. Like, I feel uh, some, some days I feel like Doctor Phil. I don't know whether it's medicine, psychiatry, uh, physiology. I, I don't. I mean, some days I really don't know what to do here, Logan. I'm, I'm leaning on you here. I will. I mean, I'm not. I didn't want to be one of those guys that call call in and say, "Hey, Paul, I'm sitting here in the hospital," and but uh, I can't <laughs> control that be. alarm. So, <laughs> yeah, I might. I, I very well may be if I don't take that shot, Paul. So, hey, uh, Logan, uh, why don't you just why don't you go take take your shot, okay? All right, sounds good, Paul. Hey, man, take it easy, brother. I feel like we're. Isn't that kind of a cliche? Take your shot. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, if I, if I had kept him on the phone any longer, I'm afraid he was going to go into diabetic shock. Insulin is a cruel beast. You ready for a good call? This guy, this guy went into diabetic shock, and I'm about to kill myself here with this next call. Bash is next. Bash Brother Paul, happy National Matt and San Antonio Day. Oh, yeah, it's Matt's birthday. I meant to mention, mention that earlier. Happy birthday, Matt. Happy, 37 happy years birthday, old. Happy birthday, Matt. Glad to hear you're still here, brother. And uh, Rand, is Randy in the Randy's studio here. today? Randy's here. In the house. In the house. Roll tide, Randy. Woo! This is one of Randy's Amen. days. So, uh, Paul, I got uh, two quick questions for you, if you don't mind. One, um, after the recent allegations that came out about Tennessee, do you think that Skip Bayless and the rest of the Vanderbilt alum are celebrating like they just won a national championship? I didn't even know Skip Bayless was still alive. Thanks for informing me. <laughs> Only reason I saw him is because he did an interview with Deion Sanders this morning. So, oh, okay. great point. I didn't even know he was still alive. Second question, uh, as Paul is, Yesterday, you and Jim had a conversation, and I was just wondering in the future if I could schedule a phoner feud with the legendary Jim in Tuscaloosa. The answer is no. Aw, why is that, Paul? Because, Bash, I don't like to see people decapitated live on the air here, and Jim would decapitate you. No, I would bet everything, Paul, that I would decapitate him, and it would even well, take me I, three uh, I'm not, sentences I'm not a betting man, but, Randy, is it okay if I put your... Net worth on? Oh, yeah. We're all betting on Jim. I'll take all your money at the same time. Okay. Well, right. let's go for it then. Just name the time and place. I'll even let Jim talk all he wants. All I need is three sentences, Paul. Just three sentences. Well, next time he'll get those three sentences. Johnny is in West Virginia. Hello, Johnny. Hey, Paul. Watch your show every day. Love Thank it. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, I got a comment about John from St. Louis. I'd like to help the man. I think he is suffering from LMS. LMS? 
little man syndrome. Oh, okay. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but anyway, uh, and another thing about another caller, Jim from Tuscaloosa. He hasn't seen the football since the kickoff. <laughs> that guy is a clown. And a Super Bowl question: yes. Who do you like, Taylor Swift or the Forty ers I'd probably pick Taylor. Yeah. I'm going with Taylor, too. Yeah. How many times do you think they'll show her? Twelve. Over uh, and under. Yeah, it, it depends. I mean, she's pretty active during the game, but uh, I think we'll see her. Okay, buddy. Hey, love your show. Keep it up. And keep on going to ESPN. Just stay off the Pat McAfee show. Uh, n- no fears. Uh, you, you have nothing to worry <laughs> about. Hey, thank you. We'll take a short break. Uh, more to come right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Welcome back. Uh, great to have all of you here. And Johnny B is up next. Hey, Johnny. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you. Hey, uh, I, I had visions of Wilfred Brimley in my head when Logan was having <laughs> that breakdown a while ago. But uh, I got I got some pretty good stuff, so don't ask me too quick. Um, the NCAA, by definition, is a nonprofit that regulates student athletics and this this is based on 2020 info it was 90 dollars per student and it for you to belong and say like at alabama at that time they had 38 695 so it comes to 3.5 million that alabama was paying and i think what you're looking at is if you've got you know if you take the 90 dollars per student and and 1100 member schools at an average of 6354 they've got about $630 $630 million to fuss and fight and blow with their lawyer friends over things like we're talking about now. But had Tennessee had any sense, if you're going to pay a guy $6 million, you charge him like 50000 for the flight, he keeps his receipt, he turns it in, and you say, okay, come on in here, we're going to pay you back cash. You hadn't broke any rule by giving him a flight, and then you turn around and, you know, the dude washes fifty grand because you can pay him back cash. But all this, I think, is going to add fuel to you know what I've said and others have said. It's going to end up being a, another league that the schools will get paid to be in. ESPN or some mega conference will have a a deal with thirty or forty schools. There'll be rules on what you can pay and all that. But I, I think all this is boiling down to that type of a thing. Well said. Thank you very much. Uh, Bud is in Nashville. Hello, Bud. Good afternoon. Hi, Paul. Um, I'm a first-time caller, uh, also a Tennessee graduate. I think I might have gone to UT at the same time you did. I went from 76 to 80 in undergraduate and 80 to 83 in law uh, school there. Absolutely. Anyway, I wanted to comment on the NCAA Unfortunately, I think that the NCAA has become irrelevant. Uh, I think that college football, college athletics needs a governing body, but the NCAA lost control of this NIL situation before it ever came into effect. And uh, as one of your callers said a, a few moments ago, it's now the wild, wild west. Anything goes. And that's unfortunate. Uh, now I think Tennessee is becoming the scapegoat. Um, 
I don't agree with the callers from from Queens, New York. Uh, I don't think everyone is against Tennessee, but I do think that, that they're using Tennessee as an example, unfortunately. We got ahead. From what I understand, Tennessee was on the cutting edge of this NIL deal. And uh, I'm sure that given the problems that we've been through for the last few years, that everything was was uh, done with significant legal advice. And um, yeah, you know, but something again, that's interesting I, I here uh, is becoming a scapegoat. Yeah, no, I think you're right, and you certainly have the background. I, I think I don't think Tennessee's done anything different than any other school except that they were in the crosshairs, and, and, and I appreciate your call very much. Thank you. I'm going to read something that I think uh, supports what we just heard here a minute ago from Bud. This is from Ralph Russo, who uh, is the college football editor of the AP. He said, the crux of the NCAA's current problem now playing out with, with Tennessee is it has, on one hand, schools complaining to them about rules not being enforced. We hear that all the time. And how it needs to get a handle on one thing or the other, NIL, transfer portal, et cetera. Then on the other hand, when it does try to enforce the rules or get a handle on that, whatever school ends up being in the crosshairs, screams bloody murder like Tennessee is right now. It, it, that's exactly what this is. I think, I don't know exactly what the genesis of this is. Maybe, maybe Tennessee, uh, got in their, in their crosshairs uh, at the NCAA Enforcement Committee hearing last summer. Perhaps they felt like Tennessee probably deserved more, but since Don De Plowman uh, did uh, take the preemptive strike of firing everyone, which most schools don't anymore, they usually wait till more information is known. Uh, that's how Tennessee got off. Uh, but to me, and I try not to sound like I'm too inside the beltway, but I just know how this works. Uh, and many of you do as well. Uh, you just don't choose certain entities to leak stories unless you're trying to send a message. And this is a message clearly being sent by the NCAA and its president. We are trying to do something about this. And too bad if Tennessee gets hurt in the process. They shouldn't have been in our crosshairs, and now they are. And uh, we are going to make an example of them uh, while everyone is watching. And three years from now, when they come in front of the Committee on Infractions, we'll probably look the other, day, uh, uh, the other way like we always do because we don't want to get sued. And by the way, there's a good chance the NCAA won't even be in existence in three years when this case is adjudicated. John is in North Carolina. Hello, John. Hello, Paul. Great to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, first time caller. Uh, I was at UT the same time that the last caller was to 76 to 80. In fact, uh, I think I met you at one time. Uh, you used to write for the beacon, as I recall. Yeah, I, I'm sure I was a fine example of uh, youth at the moment, at that moment in time. As was I, as was I. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just had a quick question, Paul. Sure. The last two callers have taken up, uh, have said some of the same things that I was going to say. So I'll be, be very brief. Who uh, monitors the, the NCAA? Who checks the checkers? The answer is nobody. Really? Well, they, the NCAA is the governing body of intercollegiate athletics, meaning that every school from Tennessee to East Tennessee to Tennessee Martin all have a seat at the table, and that's why it's so screwed up. And I don't mean to sound like an elitist here, but the smaller schools really should have their own 
party, uh, and they have their own division to compete in, but they're all, everybody participates in the rules, and the same rules should not apply to everyone in this particular, it, because it's not the same game, as you know. Exactly. You know, I just wondered who was monitoring them, and maybe they're the ones that should be under well, investigation. Well, really, the only people that can keep the NCAA in check are the courts, and that is where their biggest fears are right now. They are losing in court every single time. The Supreme Court three years ago uh, slammed them down. Uh, other courts have. There's a couple of court cases going on right now. And ultimately, that's why I don't think Tennessee has very much to fear, because the NCAA does not want to be punitive to a, an individual school, because if they, if they were to slam Tennessee for what they are apparently alleged to, to have been doing here, then how does Ohio State get away with it? Yes. Uh, they can't. So, so I don't really think Tennessee has much to fear, except having their name dragged through the mud. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, Paul. Thank I just you wanted very to much. get your, uh, your to hear opinion from you. on yeah. it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, the NCAA is the, is the final disposition. I mean, you can appeal a ruling by the committee to an appeals committee. It's just like how many times somebody walk out of court and say, we will appeal. Some people more than others. Uh, we will take a short break. More, more to come. More on the program straight ahead. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Come back. Uh, we're uh, still talking about the Tennessee situation. And I'm going to read one more line because I, I believe this was intentionally leaked uh, by the NCAA to send a shot across the bow at Tennessee. What it will mean in the end, I don't know. But this is from the New York Times article on the investigation. And it, it could have come, uh, it says it, it could have come from, from, from dual parties, but Tennessee officials, Tennessee officials are deeply concerned that the investigation could result in a devastating blow to the school's football program, according to a person briefed on the matter. And why is that the case? Because the school's already on probation. And when you're on probation, you are in a, a very dangerous window and uh, it goes on to say, what could the, what could the NCAA do postseason or disqualifying a player? I asked Pat Forty about Nico, well, could this, what, what this could possibly mean to him. I don't know the answer to that, but it's something that you will hear asked many more times until there is some disposition here. But th this, uh, as, mu as much as most of us would like to laugh the NCAA off, it does seem like they are out for revenge in this particular case. Let's get some more phone calls here. And uh, Mike is up next in Tennessee. Hey, Mike. Hey, buddy. How you doing, Paul? We're doing great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm good. I'm glad to hear it. Buddy, I'm just calling. You know, uh, I, I agree with you. Uh, the NCAA is really just going to hit Tennessee across the uh, Cross the forehead with a two before, probably on the on the NIL deal. But they really, when the, when it gets down to it, and you, I don't know if you want to agree with me or not, but every school has really done it before, even even when Tennessee has supposedly done it. But the reason I was really calling you, I was trying to get off of football a little bit because it seemed like every time I turn your show on, I hear Jim or I Man or somebody just arguing in a fight. And you know what I'm saying? 
Right. I was just trying to let's all get along for a while, you know, the Tennessee fans, Alabama fans, LSU, Florida. They all get along. You know what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's it's really uh, it's a great thought, Mike. Uh, it would, wouldn't it be nice? I know that was a be- I know that was a Beach Boys song. Um, I don't think it's going to happen. Trey is up next in Tuscaloosa. Hello, Trey. Hey, Paul. I just wanted to tell you that, uh, man, I agree with expired in his last two calls about Jim. I agree with Legend. But can I give you my Im- uh, imitation of Jim, please? Do you mind if I do that? Uh, I never try to tell people what to say. Okay, well, here we go. This is my imitation of Jim, and then I have a question for you, okay? Hold on, Paul. You ready? Yeah, we've been ready for a while. Paul, I'm going to tell you something. There's no way Jim from Tuscaloosa was an athlete. I'm going to tell you why. He does not have the mentality to be an athlete if somebody started trash-talking him. There is no way in this world. And then he puts down yeah, so you don't uh, think gut- You don't think Trey, if Jim was a baseball player and – He's at bat, and the catcher's trash-talking him. You don't think he can handle that? Oh, Paul, that? I'm going to tell you what Jim did. I'm going to tell you exactly what he did. He struck out with the little plastic ball in the T-ball league. He is not an athlete, and I will challenge him to hitting a baseball, catching a baseball, running down a baseball, basketball, whatever this fraud athlete wants to do. And all he does is put, he put down somebody else because of their looks two days ago. And the man is scared to put his own picture on there. It is pathetic. He is not an athlete. He does not have the mental capability to challenge others in a competitive atmosphere. And all he ever does, because he can't listen, is scream and holler over other callers because he knows they tell the truth about him. And he, I, and we're talking about getting rid of callers. I guarantee you, if you took a vote today, who is the top three callers to get rid of? Jim would be the first one. And it's a shame because he used to be a great caller. He is a whiny crybaby and he also this is what really gets me all he ever does is talk about he's god and he has faith well people that do that paul don't put other children of god down about their looks and call them name and then come back in and talk about how much of a child of god he is get him off the show and your ratings will skyrocket roll tide paul well, we, we hope the ratings will skyrocket because we're trying to hang on for at least another week here. Swamp Dog is up next. Hello, Paul. Good Swamp. to talk to you again. Thank you. Yes, sir. Uh, I was going to talk to you about something else today, but uh, that Tennessee thing came up, and I just got to give my opinion about that. Uh, the NCAA got slapped in the mouth with that with they didn't see down the road about the NIL and the portal and everything. And 
Now they're trying to make up for it. They're trying to save face, doing it in a pretty pathetic way, in my opinion. Uh, They're trying to find somebody to make a a scapegoat out of, you know, and uh, it's really pathetic. Don't you see it? Yeah, no, I see it the same way. I mean, there's no question that that they have decided that uh, Tennessee is going to be the sacrificial lamb, and uh, we appreciate it very much. Hey, thank you for the call. Jim is up next. Isn't that guy, Logan, a, a, a legitimate uh, criminal? Hasn't he? he uh, I know he doesn't believe in God. He said he didn't believe in God. You remember that? You remember that? He, he said I, that I really don't remember, ago. but I, I'll take your word well, he for did it. Say that. That's what he did. he did. That's a fact, Paul. You know, I don't forget things. It's a fact. He said, I don't believe in God. He don't believe in nothing but, but, but the devil himself, because if you don't believe in God, you are of the devil. You are of the devil, Logan. You mean nothing to me. You ain't in my league like, like that idiot uh, yesterday expired. You're just a bunch of goofballs trying to be significant. And you're not significant. I've been significant. I've been an icon. I've been called an icon on this show for over 10 years. Feinbaum got in, in black and white print that I'm the most compelling caller he's ever had. Now, take that to your stupid bank and suck up and suck it. That's all I got to say for you. You're a damn idiot. You really are. You know that? You, 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 I, just let me go, Paul, but I, I made my point. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Always, always good to hear from you, especially uh, on days like today. We'll have more on the Tennessee situation uh, just in a moment with Zim and more of your phone calls. More guests to come, including some very special ones. Ari Wasserman will join us next. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. 